Welcome to Radio Avnet. Welcome to Avnet's Distributing Wisdom podcast. Distributing Wisdom is a forum for experts in the electronic components supply and distribution industry to discuss what it takes to adapt to and drive technological change. And at Avnet, we've seen this evolve over our 100 year history. And now we're bringing together authorities from both within Avnet and beyond to share their wisdom as it relates to perseverance, the critical role of the industry in driving innovation and how our past is driving our future. On today's episode, we'll be talking about the value of distribution through the lens of the electronic components manufacturers or what we call our suppliers. We'll hear perspectives on the evolution of distribution as an industry and what more needs to be done to meet suppliers' needs. We have four great guests on today's episode. We're joined by Mike Barone, Vice President of Global Channel Sales at Xilinx, as well as Monica Highfill, Vice President of America's Sales for Kemet. And joining them will be Fred Bell, Vice President of Global Distribution at Molex, alongside Karen Worley, Director of Supplier Business at AppNet. Looking forward to a great conversation today. Welcome everyone, and thanks for joining us for today's Distributing Wisdom podcast episode. I'd like to start with learning a little bit about your relationship with Avnet and how long you've worked with us. My name is Mike Barone. I've been with Xilinx for just about 20 years now, working with Avnet for a large part of that. I'm currently responsible for sales strategy and operations, and I manage the corporate distribution relationships. Fred, how are you doing today? I'm well, thank you very much. So I've just completed my 37th year with Molex, and I currently have responsibility globally for distribution. Monica, tell us a little bit about your, your role and how long you've been working with Avnet as well. I've been working with Avnet for all 14 years that I've been with Kemet, and I'm actually running sales for the Americas, but I've also had the opportunity to work at Avnet many, many, many years ago, but had that privilege. Speaking of working at Avnet, we have Karen on the line with us today too. Karen, tell us how long you've worked at Avnet and if all those years have been in a supplier-facing role. I've been at Avnet for 24 years. I came to Avnet through the Memic acquisition in 2005. I am the global supplier manager, and I have responsibilities for various semiconductor suppliers on our line card. Throughout my career, I've always worked in distribution, holding various roles such as sales, sales leadership, technical marketing, and supplier management. So Fred, tell me about some of the major changes that you've seen in distribution over the last 10 years or so, and how have they impacted your way of doing business at Molex? I think we've all seen in the last 15 years, certainly, that pricing has become paramount. And we've seen margin erosion. We've seen price be king in many cases. And it has caused us to become more flexible. We've leaned out many areas of our company to try to reduce our costs so that we can maintain some 
positive margin. We've also seen, and, and I'm going to speak for myself, but we've seen an aging population of, of management within the industry and certainly within distribution. And, and I'll go so far to say we've seen a lot of aging male leaders in our industry. And I think in the last five years, I've really seen not only Molex, but our industry as a whole start to reassess people that we're hiring. One of the things that I kind of have looked at over the course, you know, over the course of the last I don't know, maybe a couple of decades, is just how the role of the salesperson has changed over that period of time. When we first were starting out, the only way our customers could get information really was calling up a salesperson. So we had a built-in way for us to always connect with our customers, you know, but with the advent of the digital environments, our customers are now able to kind of self-service a lot of that information, right? And so that just means that as salespeople, we have to adapt. We have to change the way that we add value to the customer. It's evolved more from just a supplier of information to more of a consulting type of role. And the, the ones that do that best are our top performers. And we see that. And we, I've seen that across Abnet over the years. And I expect that, that trend to continue. As unfortunate as the pandemic is, it, it really has forced sales organizations to be receptive to change. And if you've managed through different sales strategies, you'll, you'll say that the largest hurdle to overcome is really change management and the attitude of the salesperson. Along the lines of advancements, certainly the significant technology advancements really require distribution to solve our supplier and our customer problems much faster for instance, we must provide solutions, enabling time to market, shrinking life cycles. So I do agree that distribution has very much evolved as the technology advancement and um, our industry has evolved. Karen, can you expand on that a little bit? What are some of the megatrends like accessibility of information that are leading distributors to adapt? Yeah, certainly. For example, the global regional balance has become much more significant to our suppliers and our customers today. Distribution must provide support models, not only technical expertise, all the way through supply chain for both of these business models, if you would. Um, it's really a necessity today to be able to support the global scale plus support the regional differences that we need to adapt to. Monica, I know you have a lot of thoughts on this topic. We'd love to hear your perspective. I mean, certainly the ability to access data and the amount of data that is out there and to be able to use certain tools out there to digest that data and to make it valuable to all of us tools like Power BI and, and Salesforce. And really it allows our salespeople to have access to quick data so they can focus on, on doing what they do best, which is sell our product, right? And to service our customers. The thing that amazes me in, in this discussion is that at Molex, we're thrilled and very proud that we had 10 million people visit our website last year. And I know between Newark and Avnet, they're close to 100 million people accessing their information. Because many times, if they come to Molex, they're coming for a specific item. When they go to Avnet, they got an idea of what they think they want to have. 
And that idea can take them many different ways and still come to Molex, but through the Avnet website, it, it's proven very valuable for us. It's a, a tremendous asset and one that we, we focus on. We have a team that focuses just on our distribution partners and their websites and how we can keep connecting back and forth with them. Mike, I'd like to shift to you now. What are the most important gaps that distributors are helping you address today? And what trends are you looking at for the future? At Xilinx, one of the evolutions that we've had on our side has been the evolution of our products to become more and more integrated and more and more intricate. So the, there's more value that we're delivering, but the sales effort has actually increased over that period of time. In order for our customers to understand how to use our technology, it often takes consultative salespeople, people that can sit down and understand what the customer is trying to accomplish and translate the technology that we have into something that they can understand and make appropriate recommendations. And so our product evolution has necessitated Avnet adapting over the last decade or so to be able to sell these more complicated products. Same for us as well at Kemet. And certainly during the current environment, it's become much more challenging to reach either new customers or new people or people we don't know at our current customers. So distribution is very helpful in that regard. We actually have a program with Newark in which we take any lead that comes into Molex and we filter it internally. And then we go ahead and give the, the filtered leads to Newark because for us, a, a lead might be a $5,000 customer, which is perfect again for Newark to, to take that business. But for Newark, it could turn into a $100,000 customer because they not only can sell Molex, but they can sell other products that are, maybe it's Kemet, maybe it's Xilinx, maybe it's another customer or another product altogether that they can generate opportunities. So we get together once a quarter and exchange leads, talk about the leads we've given them, where they are. And to date, we've, uh, we've seen some very exciting opportunities come through and some, some new innovative companies that we would have never, never even knew about until they got to be substantially larger. And by that time, Everybody wants to be part of the show and, and we're trying to get in there much more on the, on the front and early stages of their development. We only have so many resources, but getting somebody like a Newark and, and, and an Avnet in, in place and all their resources that end to ours, suddenly we've got thousands of salespeople out there looking for opportunities, not, not hundreds. So is the conversation around supply chain and logistics increasing lately? It has gone up exponentially, and I don't expect that to change. I think things have changed. Our, our how we go to business has changed, as Mike mentioned, and I, I think that logistics is going to become a more important point for us in our discussions with our end customers. So, Monica, let's flip back to you. What changes do you think are temporary in your business, and what do you think will stick around for the long term? Certainly, the virtual meetings I think are here to stay. It'll be interesting to see how it balances out with face-to-face -face meetings as the teams are being able to go out now and see some customers face-to-face. -face. But I definitely think virtual meetings will be around forever now. I think too that this whole pandemic has shown the industry that we have the ability to quickly change and, and to adapt to an environment that becomes our reality. And from what I saw, most of the companies were able to pivot pretty successfully. 
So I think this provides us with the confidence that if we see opportunities or challenges and need to make quick changes that our teams and our customers and our distribution partners can all adapt fairly quickly. And I think we also saw that being digital is super important and is a quick source of information for our engineers and our customers. And then last, certainly being strategically aligned with distribution is super important as well to make sure that our messaging to our customers are aligned. In addition to that, one of the things that you know we have been investing in over the course of the last couple of years is really into communities, right? In, and uh, Abnet, you know, through a couple of acquisitions, um, have tapped into. We're able to help tap into a couple of those those communities. And you know, I, I spoke earlier about the complexity of our products. We're also trying to simplify them by pr- providing more solutions, and we want to bring those solutions into these communities where people can opt in and learn themselves how to use some of the technology. And the people that are in those communities are people that we would never get to otherwise. But through the pandemic, you know, they're at home finding themselves with some extra time on the weekends. Uh, you know, we're really wanting, we want to try to kind of feed that as much as we possibly can. So Abin has been a great partner in, in helping us kind of learn how to, how to participate, you know, in those environments. Are there any other examples of where you've seen distribution stepping up and what is proving really valuable to you? Well, you mentioned logistical problems or challenges, and certainly distribution brings a lot of value to, I think, the suppliers and to the customers to have those supply chain programs in place to support the business, right? And That's what distribution in Abnet does the best is making sure there's stock for their customers. I think here at Xilinx, we have taken advantage of Abnet's willingness to customize their supply chain services to meet our needs. Put in a plug in here for Dave Paulson. He's been terrific, you know, in terms of sitting down and trying to understand some of the challenges that we have. And, and particularly over the last few years, you know, we have put in place a number of, you know, real specific targeted programs that have helped us kind of adjust to our changing business needs. And uh, Abnet's been a great partner in, in helping us do that. So Fred, I'd like to turn it back to you. What markets are most interesting to you right now? And what are you on the lookout for in the future? And in the last few years, we've seen medical really expand and we're gonna see that continue to expand as the population ages. But we're also looking at some of the traditional markets, people like the the automotive, where it's going to become the electric vehicles. And the electronics and electric vehicles will be about 10 times what it is today. So you can imagine as these cars move from uh, internal combustion engines to electric, there's a lot of more opportunities for us to have our products designed in and, uh, and grow with. There's going to be a new carrier out there to compete with the Verizons and the AT&Ts and that's Dish Network. They're, and they're greenfielding their entire platform, which is opening up great opportunities for companies like Molex to, to service them because they're not stuck with their current suppliers. They have no current suppliers. So they're opening up to all new suppliers. We're, we're, we're really trying to throw a big net out there to go after the, the programs that we think are going to drive us for the next five years. And in my world, I, I believe that each one of those companies I just talked about or each one of those markets holds a huge opportunity for distribution. 
I've definitely seen all, all sorts of excitement in many of those markets, you know, the automotive and 5G. And, it, you know, from a semiconductor standpoint, it felt like, you know, maybe for about a decade, there wasn't a lot of new going on, you know, after the, the dot-com crush, you know, it seemed quiet for a while, but now there, it seems like it's the golden era again of, you know, new markets. And even, you know, the, our industrial markets, you know, are, are exploding for us right now. And we just recently released a board called the Korea board, which is a board level product, which is one of the first things that, you know, Xilinx have released. And it's targeted for AI and vision. And uh, the, the industrial markets are really, really excited about this. We're seeing new customer names sign up for this board because so they don't have to go through the whole semiconductor design process. And it might be a new, you know, a new way to market for us together kind of going forward. So we're pretty excited about, you know, Korea and, and the industrial markets. As we see the market obviously becoming more digital, we're seeing traditional B2B type companies branching out direct to consumer, enabling companies to reach more of the mass market with different products which of course distribution equals mass market. So we are seeing that opportunity also. So as we start to wrap up here, what can the distribution industry do to help you get ahead of any potential future disruptions or trends that might be emerging? I think distribution, since they touch so many customers that maybe a supplier can't reach all of them, they can certainly see things perhaps before the suppliers can and report back to us so they can see trends, but they can also help us determine how to focus some resources and what maybe new products we should be introducing based on those trends. So very important to have that feedback from distribution. And and I also think that our distributors are typically willing to experiment to see what works, grow those ideas, but fail fast. So we move away from those and, and go to the ones that really are, are going to be impactful in the future. So to me, that's, that's, a, that's a huge benefit that the channel brings to us. All right, everyone. Well, thank you for joining us for the conversation today. It was a pleasure to speak with you all. Thanks for joining. It's been great speaking with all of you. Really enjoyed the time. Thank you. Thanks for the opportunity. Thanks. Thank you to Mike, Fred, Monica, and Karen for joining today's podcast. On our next episode, we'll be speaking with some renowned distribution experts about how the industry is at an inflection point. To learn more about distributing wisdom, please visit abnet.com slash podcasts. Thank you for listening. Until next time.